Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled to the interior of the country and down to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They answered him, We have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, How were you baptized? They replied, With the baptism of John. Paul then said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve men. He entered the synagogue and for three months debated boldly with persuasive arguments about the kingdom of God. The Word of the Lord. <clears throat> Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. God arises, his enemies are scattered, and those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so are they driven, as wax melts before the fire. But the just rejoice and exult before God, they are glad and rejoice. Sing to God, chant praise to his name, whose name is the Lord. The father of orphans and the defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God gives a home to the forsaken. He leads forth prisoners to prosperity. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The disciples said to Jesus, Now you are talking plainly and not in any figure of speech. Now we realize that you know everything and that you do not need to have anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you believe now? Behold, the hour is coming and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. But I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Behold, the hour is coming and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home, and you will leave me alone. The night before he died, Christ told his closest associates that they would run away, that they would scatter. And of course, the next day, that is exactly what they did. A 20th century priest scholar gives us some perspective on the situation. Jesus of Nazareth was born on the far outskirts of the Roman Empire, where he spent nine-tenths of his quiet life in a worthless little town. Around age 30, he entered public life. He had no money, no weapons, no political support. And the doctrine he preached was the exact opposite of all the world's philosophies. 
what was evil for the world, like poverty, humility, and silent sufferings, was good for Christ. And what was good for the world was evil for Christ. Wealth, honors, dominion over others, and all those things that spell happiness represent a total loss for Jesus, or at least a very serious danger. The world, in fact, sees only the visible and the tangible. Jesus declares that he sees the unseen. For Jesus, the earth has no sense or meaning of its own. It is a painful and fleeting episode which has no adequate solution in itself. The present life only has value as preparation for a future life. It is a toilsome and impermanent dwelling, but has value as a runway from which to take off for the flight toward a permanent and joy-filled home. Not only did Christ teach what the world considers an absurd philosophy, he also claimed he was God. If Christ were around today, the, the media, the TV, and the, the papers, those expert in pushing certain narratives would crucify him. As it happened, Christ got run out of his own hometown. And then in Jerusalem, he was literally crucified. Christ died of failure, and his followers scattered. But afterwards, those followers made the absurd claim that Christ rose from the dead, that he appeared to them, not as a ghost, but with a different kind of body, as, as if he were from a different dimension. This different body, this glorified body, however, possessed some defining features. It had scars. There were holes in Christ's hands, feet, and side. Luke explained the holes. Christ presented himself to us alive after he suffered. Those last three words from Luke are key. Christ was quite clear. He was saying, you now have to suffer if you wish someday to present yourself to me alive. Of course, the world complains. We have to suffer? Who wants to suffer? That's foolishness. It's interesting. For those who do not believe in the unseen, sin is not the greatest evil in the world. Suffering is. And suffering, not sin, is the thing that has to be avoided at all costs. But what is evil for the world is good for us. For the night before he died, Christ called us his friends, and he spoke plainly. In the world, you will have trouble. But take courage. I have conquered the world. We then rejoice in our sufferings during this painful and fleeting episode which has no adequate solution in itself. We believe in the unseen, trust in the promise, and understand this life is just a runway from which to take off for the flight toward a permanent and joy-filled home.